0: Hello and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. I have Adam joining me once again. A few less co-hosts than usual, but you know, they've got all their own thing going on. But me and Adam, I'm sure, can take the helm and we'll be asking Harrison Lots of questions about the Indianapolis Colts. We're back with the future of the franchise series, keeping with the defensive theme, because three of the last four players outside of Kadarius Tony have been defensive players. And we're going to talk about another one now with the Colts pick at 21, with Quitty Pay, the defensive end, being taken in April, being taken by the Indianapolis Colts. And we are joined by Harrison, who is part of the team with uh, with the number one account for the UK Colts fans. They, they run podcasts, they do YouTube, they have loads of articles on there, a big team over there. That is all for uh, all Indianapolis Colts stuff for the UK fan base over here. Some cracking stuff on there. Harrison, I hope I'm doing all okay. Uh, cracking flag behind you. Have you got a name and number on that jersey as well?
1: Um, this is actually a custom jersey. So it's my own name. Uh, Woods is my last name. And Very it's nice. number 17, which has nothing to do with Philip Rivers. It is just my lucky number.
0: <laughs> we thought for a moment that the Colts fans was really taking in Philip Rosen and wanting to go then for a second but really it's just relating to, to your favourite number
1: <laughs> yeah um, I mean I think we did take him in considering he, he kicked us out of the playoffs enough times I think mm-hmm. we took him in rather well
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be talking about your uh number one uh number one pick in the uh well first round pick in the draft um obviously it was a bit of a while ago now back in april um but still lots to talk about with him. quitty pay the 22 year old originally from guinea from africa uh moved to america uh went to michigan uh what was your reaction on the night when quitty pay got picked by the colts uh a, d- a defensive player that had a lot of hype before the draft. Very interesting, very intriguing from a very uh, well famously good defensive college side. So what was your reaction on the night to that?
1: Um, I think I woke up the whole street. Um, <laughs> and that's an understatement. I was ecstatic. I Honestly, I was smacked because I couldn't believe this guy fell to 21. I was like, not a chance he falls to 21. And I had to reel myself in a little bit when i started getting shouted up you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> well that that would have been a what like 3 a.m by that point half three
1: yeah something like that <laughs>
0: something like that um where, yeah where, so obviously a jubilation was the reaction and uh where, whereabouts do you live where you
1: from uh, i live in uh bolton so just awesome. outside of manchester for those who don't know
0: so the streets of Bolton were erupting with the your vocal cords screaming, let's go, let's go, Colts, quitty pays here for with us, and we're gonna be an incredible defensive unit, let alone you are already.
1: Yeah. Um that that was pretty much it. I was more I, w- I was sat there and y- you start thinking to yourself, you know, this was a year where Chris Ballard couldn't work his draft magic, he just couldn't do it again. It was impossible for him. Was too low down to pick up a, a decent quarterback. Um, but we wasn't uh, high enough to trade up. That sort of thing. It was just like, how's he going to do it? And you're watching it going. It's kind of rapping, and you sort of, you see things unfold before your eyes. And even the I can't remember who traded up uh, just before us. Uh, I think it might have been the Giants, if I remember rightly. And I was like, okay, so he's definitely gone then. And then they didn't pick him up. And to be honest, I yeah. Just gonna believe it. What
2: What was it that impressed you the most about uh, Pay? I mean, is there any any particular you know specific attributes that you like from his time at Michigan, or, or is there anything that you're just really looking forward to seeing when he when he starts playing this year?
1: I mean, I went back and I, it's easy to go back and watch highlight reels at Michigan and That's what all college players do. They manage to get highlight reels out there. That's what good agents do. Um. So I tried finding some fuller games online to watch. And the one thing that really did stand out was you can get hands on him all you want if you're an offensive lineman. He's still gonna go through you. You like you can try and stop you can't stop him, you can just slow him down. Because he is gonna go either through you or around you. And that honestly, just if you get a chance, go and watch his plays. And you'll you'll see what I mean where no matter what gap he blitzes, or whether he goes around the outside, um, what he's trying to accomplish, he just got one thought in mind, and that's, I'm gonna go through this guy in front of me.
0: Do you think that they'll be able to translate, and will he be able to adapt that in the NFL? Where you know you're completely correct. He had an uh, amazing bodywork to be able to get through guys, and uh, athleticism, his speed, and and his strength as well to to push over the offensive linemen that were in front of him and to get into the gaps that he wanted to and dominate there. However, obviously the NFL, big step up, better O-lines. There's, there's a lot of great O-linemen out there. Luckily enough for him, a lot of the great O-line out there are on his own team, so he's not going to have to <laughs> worry about coming up against the likes of Quentin Nelson or Eric Fisher, for that matter. Um, do, do you think he'll be able to adapt in the NFL with that style or do you think there's going to have to be tweaks?
1: There's always got to be tweaks. Um, and from learning from Chris Ballard and watching a lot of his um, press conferences over the years, he's been a, the Colts GM. Is we, we don't stop building. Just because we've got a player, we don't stop building. And it's not about trying to make, trying to not get too preachy but it's not about making Quitty Pay the best uh, defensive lineman out there. It's about how can Quitty Pay make the Colts a better team? Um, and I think that's an attitude we see with a lot of rookies. Is they think they're going to come in there, be the star player, be the franchise player. They want all the money getting paid. So for me, the tweaks, it all comes down to because he's earned the right to have this attitude. Quite a pay. let's be honest, he's a monster. The guy. How we control his ability into channel it into his play, if, you, if that makes sense. So,
2: given that you, you know, I mean, you were really happy about the pick, sounds like half of Bolton heard about how happy you were about the pick. Um, Was there, you know, and you've watched some tape on him at his time in Michigan. I mean, was there any sort of, are there any weaknesses? Are there any concerns that you have when it comes
1: to him uh, playing for the Colts this year? My one concern is he jumps on his own hype train. That is my major concern. As a Colts fan, I saw it a little bit last year with Jonathan Taylor. And if you watch at the start of the season, he just, he couldn't figure out, um, like you said, Freddie, it's a different level of athleticism at the NFL. Mm. And before Marlon Mack got injured and Jonathan Taylor was the number two running back, he couldn't figure out that he just couldn't run around, guys. It just doesn't work in the NFL. You know, when you've got linebackers like Darius Leonard who side-to-side speed is phenomenal. You've got to learn how to read the game. So, for me, Quitty Pay is a fantastic player um, and a generational talent at his position. I just hope he doesn't get on the hype train. He listens to DeForest Butner, He listens to Kamoyko Itore, these sort of guys who've been around a little bit. And he really soaks it in because... If he doesn't, you know a good a great quarterback can spot a blitz coming a mile off and they can just dink and dunk and you will get ripped apart. And that's what Philip Rivers was good at. That's what Peyton Manning was exceptional at. And if he doesn't learn how to control his blitzing and control his movement and these moves and these line movement, it will get exposed at the NFL level.
2: Do you feel that he will have the, like you were were talking about DeForest Buckner and and players of that calibre. I mean, do you feel that these are the right guys for him to to help him to be able to do that? Because, you know, I mean, like you say, it it is a big step up. So, I mean, do you think that they will be able to sort of like almost harness him in and and sort
1: of like get him to that sort of standard for you? Um, I mean, to be honest, I look more behind the scenes for that. And what I mean by that is um, it's excellent bringing someone like Quitty in. Now, imagine bringing someone like Quitty Payne to be taught by Robert Mathis. Mm. You know, learning to play against that great outline. You know, he's going to be matching up against Quentin Nelson in practice You know, 80% of the time. He's going to be matching up against Braden Smith, who's a great right tackle and that great offensive in the line at the minute. And it's (laughs) sort of like to flip it. It's like the Carson Wentz situation. He has all the tools around him. He's just got to learn how to utilise them and learn how to, you know, DeForest Butner was fantastic last year at getting QB hits, but half the time, QB hits aren't enough to stop a play being completed. And the sad fact was we couldn't get to the quarterback and that's what killed us in the playoffs. We've added someone who, for me, I don't want him to come in and be number one, you know, number one defensive end in the league. I don't want him to come in and be the next Aaron Darnold. Uh, Donald, sorry, not Darnold. Um, I want him to come in and take away the attention from DeForest Butner. Because you can't double wife them guys all the time. And if he does that, that's where I'll be happy.
0: I think it was a really interesting point you made about the what I would call it the hum getting humbled. You know, you said by Jonathan Taylor coming into the league, trying to do what he used to do at college, thinking that was going to work. It didn't work. Obviously, you then get the unfortunate injury to Marlon Mack. He then has to learn the game a lot quicker and get NFL ready a lot quicker and by the end of the season I mean everyone was gobsmacked of how well he was doing I mean I would gobsmacked the wrong word because I think we always expect him to be very good but he adapted very quickly towards the end of the season and he was looking a lot better and he was humbled and I think he probably learned from people in the building and I think you're right even if I, I wouldn't worry too much about quit pay, paper leaving his own hype maybe because it seems like the organization is very good at getting you humble quickly to get you back on the path to being an all pro nfl player there's a lot of rookies that you guys have had now that have, have just adapted so quickly and so well i think julian blackman was one of the ones that i really enjoyed seeing adapt so well obviously you've got uh, amazing players like quentin nelson darius lens who have been in the league a few years now but you got them rookies, and you've made them to even more. Um, I, it, for me personally, as a player getting drafted, if the Colts drafted me, I'd be so excited. I mean, you look around. Uh, can you? Is Zach Wilson really that pleased about going to the Jets? Well, you could argue. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, you know, is 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 uh, is Penace that happy about going to the Lions? I don't know. But if my name gets read out and I'm going to the Indianapolis Colts, that's a situation where I'm rubbing my hands together and going. Wow, I'm joining a really elite organization. And I think you made a great point, Harrison, that it's not just about the players that are on the field that can teach Quitty Pay to be a better player. It's also these people in the back office. And how much confidence does that give you as a fan, knowing that that back office is and that coaching team is so elite and so good and also patient and, but also bold as well? That we, we will talk probably about Carson Wentz later. We'll stick on Quitty Pay for now. But like you said he's he's not afraid to do to uh to make trades he obviously bought carson Wentz in. how does that make you feel as a fan and how do you think the rookies who have come into the indianapolis cops organization must be feeling going there
1: um so i'll start at the the beginning which was the end of ryan grigson who is the worst gm ever known to mankind and will be slapped if he's ever walked in indianapolis <laughs> because he ruined Andrew Luck's career and he'll never be forgiven for that. So I think I have a bit of right to speak when I... You know, I've watched the Colts go 2-12 and 12 with Matt back as our starting quarterback. So I have a little bit of a right to say um, we've been through the shit. <laughs> we've, yeah. we've been through the shit. Yeah. And then Chris Ballard to come in in his first season, not have Andrew Luck starting, and then retiring the season after weeks before the season starts and all this... And I think how you sum up Chris Ballard is he doesn't give a shit what your name is. He doesn't give a shit what you've done the past season, what you've done there. He just wants you to come and play. And if you come and play, you'll get paid. And we've had a lot of players, like you say, humbled by the GM who's gone, I'm not going to pay you that. Eric Ebron being the main example. He thought he was worth a lot more and Chris Ballard went, that's OK, we'll find someone else. (laughs) <laughs> like it it really is about the culture and you look at the guys um you mentioned Darius Leonard and Quentin Nelson obviously the they are the two pillars of the Indianapolis Colts at the minute um and when you consider Darius Leonard was the worst draft pick you know that's what it was quoted he is he's the worst draft pick and now he's top 5 linebacker um so it's hard to put into perspective as a Colts fan the journey we've been on. Mm. You know, we, we was a laughing stock of the AFC South, which was the laughing stock of the league back in 2011. You know, it, it was like the NFC East this year. It was god awful. Mm-hmm. And when the Jags are like winning division and with an eight and eight record, you see why it's an awful division. Um, but we sort of cleared out this mind that quarterbacks get paid the most and that's it. And then running backs get paid the next and wide receivers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I was just watching Chris Ballard's uh, camp press conference and he was saying, you know, you will regret not, not paying a great player. And I think it just sums up the Colts in. We've adopted this attitude that we're a family and, no offence, but outsiders, you, you just, no, no. Why move on? We don't care. Mm. We, you know, we're gonna, and it's easy to say everyone's Super Bowl or nothing at this point of the preseason, aren't they? Everyone thinks their team's got a chance, and that's the beauty of it. But when you look at what he's done, where he's he's gutted all the bad apples out, he's got Frank Rykin, who's an excellent head coach. Um, except I mean, I could go on forever, guys. Um, so I'll wrap (laughs) it up now, (laughs) but it's all about the culture. Uh, pardon the pun. So yeah, that's it. So just just sort of like moving back a little bit to Quittipay Pay and, and
2: the draft. I mean, did you did you feel like a defensive lineman was was the main need for uh, for the Colts in the first round? Because you know, although you've got you've already got a really strong defense, and there are a few potential gaps on uh, on the offensive side. I mean, did you feel that defensive lineman
1: was the right way to go? Um. At the time, it was the million dollar question between Colts fans. It really, you know, it, it split our our WhatsApp group in half massively. <laughs> um, and I was really undecided. You know, I, I really couldn't tell you who, who I would have taken. Um, and it's as simple as that. that. That's why GMs get paid millions, and I'm sat here talking to you guys.
0: Um, <laughs> we'll get paid millions one day. We'll get there. <laughs>
1: But, um but no it, it it really was who do we pick it was we' would love quitty pay but to me it was top 10 top 15 I'm not i didn't for a chance in hell think he was falling to 21 and that's the only reason I was split on what position to take because I didn't think quitty pay would fall. So do you feel like he was
2: the best player available then at that point? It was almost like whichever way, it doesn't really matter which way we go. This guy, it's unbelievable that he's fallen to this point.
1: So therefore he's the guy that we take. Is that the sort of thinking? Yeah, hundred percent. It, it was the best player on the board. Yeah. Um, obviously it, when we see him in the NFL, that's when we can make our minds up. It's easy to say now it was the best player on the board. Um, for me but and i think the thing is what what people need to see is and we'll talk a bit more about this with carson wentz we don't want people the colts don't want people to come in and be superstars we don't we don't need anyone to do that right now we don't need anyone to come in and be a patrick mahomes and i think it's come down to the um coaching staff to really even out accountability and responsibility and we will not be held accountable by... I mean, you look at the situation in Green Bay at the minute, it's an absolute mess.
0: <laughs> um, they get you every time, Adam, don't they? Yeah. They get you every time <laughs> mate. every episode. <laughs> by the end of this Future the Franchise series, that knife in your back will be so deep, mate. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> is, one to you, Adam, is... Do you look at this like... Is it all just Pat McAfee stirring up the pot? Or... <laughs> Is it, is it general talk? Are people not happy? Because, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely
2: think now that it's it's reached a point with a lot of Packers fans where they just want it sorted now. It, yeah. it's, it's just been a constant media storm that's just been it's it's been very petty everything's been very niggly very high school drama sort of thing that we just you know you don't need to happen and you know a a lot of it is very much uh rogers coming out and saying things through other people and we don't actually hear anything from him and even now, you know, I think the quote today was that he's expected to be at training camp, but we don't know when. We don't know like, if he's actually going to turn up for the first day or not or anything like that. And he actually hasn't come out and said anything. It's just yeah. people close to him believe yeah. that he's going to be. So, yeah, yeah I, I think it's just now I think most fans probably just want it sorted and if this is the last year that he plays and the last year that Adams plays, then so be it. And we sort of like move on. And I think that's the only way you can be about it.
0: There's no, there's almost no one player that should be bigger than the team in a way. No, exactly. Which, which you could argue for Colts, it seems we are, you know, talk about the Colts. The Colts are an organization that is very quiet, it's very wrapped up, it's very. Don't really know what's going on. However, Andrew Luck was bigger than the franchise in a lot of people's minds. I mean, Peyton Manning as well. There has been that history there in, in Indianapolis. It's just not with this, with the back house and with the coaching stuff that you have now that the situation has happened. And I, I think that... I completely think the Colts way of what they do, how they do stuff at the minute is how NFL organisations should be run. I think, uh, Harrison, you're absolutely right. No one player needs to be a superstar. It sort of leads me on to my question. Is Do, do you think that this defence now with this pick is one of the most complete defences in, in the league? Because you look at the names. You said Kamiko Tore earlier, DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, Bobby, uh, Bobby Okariki, Darius Leonard, Julian Blackman, Rocky Alcine, Kenny Moore, Xavier Rhodes. There, there, there isn't... There's stars there. You know, DeForest Bunkner is a superstar. Darius Leonard is a superstar. But because there's other very capable players on that defence, it, is it the most complete?
1: Um, I would like to say, yeah. Um, now, the UK Colts will know my big concern or my big gripe with the defence is our coordinator, Mike Baflis. Um. And it's easy to get frustrated at a defensive coordinator. It's easy to don't get me wrong. Like my biggest problem is, like you just named all them players there, all these like absolute dog art chew players who were going to run anywhere, and we was the second least blitzing team in the NFL last season, mm. and that is what seriously frustrated me. And I love, yeah, let's play inverted Tampa 2 and rush with 4 only and let's get pressure with 4. That's all well and great. But as soon as teams figured us out, we didn't know how to stop them. And that was our big undoing last year. As soon as as teams and quarterbacks learned how to beat us one way, we just couldn't stop them.
0: I I was going through your stats actually early today. I've got pretty much all of the defensive stats just here and... Uh, I, I put G and B next to them because of when I write them, I tend to forget whether that's the eighth best or the eighth worst <laughs> and stuff like that. But uh, the uh, well, luckily I have G and B next to them today. And there's a load of G's, but there is a couple of B's. You like you said that fr- you allowed three thousand eight hundred sixty-six passing yards, which was the twentieth uh, in the league, which which is not good. That's not good to allow that many yards going over the top of you. And you allowed sixteen rushing t- sixteen rushing touchdowns, which was seventeenth. All right, middle of the pack in the league, I suppose, which isn't too bad. But you're right. You had 108 quarterback blitzes, which was 29th in the league. I mean that that is, that that stat did shock me because when I think mm-hmm. about your defense, I was like, well, they always seem to get the quarterback. They always seem to be roughing on the effect, getting into the offensive line, mm-hmm. and yet they they barely blitz the quarterback. Actually, really, and it looks like really the obvious thing is you were beaten over the top and then on the goal line and it's what it seems like goal line scenarios didn't do well for you with how many rushing touchdowns you allowed but you look like you're getting beaten over the top with that now the addition of having quitty pay i mean that's got to spark some life into you that hopefully stats like that can can change and that you may be able to get to the quarterback bit, well, blitz quarterback a bit more and allow not allow as many goal line touchdowns i don't have the breakdown whether these 16 rushing touchdowns the yardage average yardage of where they were from or etc i just have that number but i presume given that you did so poorly over the top and then with rushing yards even though you were fantastic with um with rushing yards so that's what i presume is, is that it's a goal line thing so having quite pay yeah is that strike a bit more confidence in that maybe having him there will, will maybe alleviate that pressure of doing that
1: I, I just hope our coordinator just lets them off the reins a bit you know, he, he held a very tight leash and a very tight mantra of bend, don't break. And that's all well and good, but it's like a soccer team playing part of the buzz. There's so many, so many times you can defend mm. that cross. They're going to throw 100 crosses in, they're going to score one. And that's what really frustrated me. I didn't quit um to this line and even uh day our second round pick who is a, you know he's right behind quit paying talent <laughs> adding these guys in um just i just need to see him let just let him go for one game even if it's a nothing game if it's a dead rubber game just blitz all night you know to quote remember the titans just <laughs> just really go in there and try and hurt someone um because this this, this defence is stacked. and um, I didn't think we was getting Xavier Rhodes back. Um, and when we got him back, I was like, okay, we don't need a cornerback anymore. And then, you know, Anthony Walker went to the Browns. So I was a bit gutted about that. But again, Bobby Okereke. And I could, I could go on about playing Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore is a ridiculous player. You know, getting a one-hand interception on Darren Waller. He's probably three times taller than him.
0: That was one of the plays of the year last year. That was so good, that play.
1: And our defence is we just can't get off the field on third down. And that was the the big frustration, what I think all Colts fans felt is. We were great at stopping the run on first down and then, you know, I swatting it away on second down. And then a third and seven or a third and 11 and would give up 15 yards. And it's like, yeah. oh, again, again, the, frust-
0: the frustration.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, how how do you feel about um, bringing Carson Wentz in? And also, how do you feel about the trade as well and, and what you've had to pay for it? I mean, do, do you think it's, a, you know, like a, a good deal for you or... You know, And do you think that he's the right man to be able to push you further along?
1: I'll be brutally honest. When the rumours started flying, Carson Wentz was, nah, I didn't want to touch him. You know, I wouldn't touch him with a barge pole <laughs> because I just really didn't want anything to do with what he'd been through. You know, me personally, I wasn't prepared to take on a quarterback who seems all right and calm on the outside when you watch him. In interviews with part, or you see him on YouTube doing, you know, training with the guys, he seems all right, but you really don't know <laughs> how damaged he is from that last year. He got sacked over 50 times in a season, that's ridiculous, even for an awful offensive line. That's ridiculously bad. So, for me, it was just like, can we bring this guy back to? A decent a serviceable quarterback um don't get me wrong as soon as he touched down in indianapolis you know he's my qb and that's it we're going to the super bowl 17 and nine. so <laughs> um for the price law like, you look at what um matt stafford went for which i thought was extortionate <laughs> by the lions i don't know how they got away with that one that was robbery <laughs> um and considering it's it's going to be it's going to be a first rounder because uh, the Colts, I'd like to think we made the playoffs, um, and uh, a third rounder I believe I, c- I can't remember which one it was. So it's probably a late first rounder, next draft, and then the third rounder from this year I think it was. Yeah, it's incredibly cheap. You know, it's like going shopping at B and and finding <laughs> a, a deal on a live laugh love poster. So. <laughs> It's incredibly cheap. <laughs> so, do you that's think one
0: be, have... that's one of the best comparisons to Carson <laughs> Wentz I've ever heard? Is is, is is Carson Wentz is comparable to a live Laughlin poster? <laughs> None of us want it, but they do
2: seem to be everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> just like Carson Wentz. So, do, do you think that he will be able to? You know, because obviously Rivers got you to the to the uh, playoff game. Um, you know. Like you say, obviously, it's, it might take some time for him to get back, hopefully, especially with the coaching as well, with Frank Wright being there. I mean, do you think that that will help him get back to how he, he was at the beginning of his career and, and maybe, put, like I said, push you on just that little bit further?
1: I think, first of all, the, the, the game plan, we have to run the ball through Jonathan Taylor. We just yeah. have to. When he's, when he's this hot, you just have to go through him. Um I think it is an upgrade to Philip Rivers. I'm not saying before people start comment. I'm not saying Wentz is better than Rivers or not yet. But um Philip Rivers had one leg and um, half an arm. And he got and he somehow dragged this Colts team to the playoffs. We couldn't even do play actions because of how unmobile Philip Rivers was. You know, we have to bring Kobe set in just to try and snake half a yard. Um, so to bring someone in like Carson Wentz, who we have seen can escape, you know, he, well, he did it for the Eagles enough times. Um, it's just win-win for the offensive line, who's not going to have to work as hard, and for Carson Wentz, who can actually sit in the pocket and go, well, Quentin Nelson's just got two guys by the scruffle at the neck and has got them on the floor, so I don't need to run 30 yards. And we all saw the, the effect of what having... An oil line does when we watch the Super Bowl. You know, like Patty Mahomes running 900 yards to throw for three yards. <laughs> it's crazy.
0: Harrison, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Where can we find the UK Colts stuff on social media and
1: online, my man? Um, yeah, just Twitter at UK Colts fans. Um, it's the same. If you go on YouTube at uh, UK Colts fans, you'll see us. Um, yeah, um, As soon as you go on one of them two, you're, you're going to find the links to everything else. Smashing. Well,
0: again, we really appreciate you coming on, my man. Thank you for chatting to us about all things Indianapolis and Pay as well. Thank you to Adam as well for joining me once again. Thank you for you guys for watching and your continued support. We are getting, well, it's it's less than 50 days now to the start of the season. Things are heating up. More things are coming out there. Lots of drafts in fantasy football have started now. So the football vibe is really starting to grip us now as we get ever closer to the start of the NFL season. Until then, keep watching the Franchise Tag Podcast and the future of the franchise series. Have a great week and we'll see you all very soon.